Yeah. Uh. It's the mafia. Yeah. He's a monkey with symbols in his hands instead yeah, of just bad. catching the and that's, this. They're giving us like a 24 hour go feed. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a Bill City. It's a yeah, a Buffalo Bill City. Uh, yeah, we got Josh Allen. Got I know they mentioned something about an ultrasound to yeah. check the nerve endings and everything. Hopefully, else he's like not pregnant. That, that would, be, that would be a disaster. I hear that's a nine month timeline to recover from at the minimum is yeah. what i've heard yeah like mckenzie on a jet sweep maybe it's a fake honestly it's a td either way when you got josh allen making plays win a bow before we get a new stadium someone's making a new twitter at some point maybe we should do that yeah, honestly i'll just start a shared google doc and that's that's that'll be that's that'll twitter. be our new twitter that'll be our new twitter <laughs> just people people just add shit in anonymous hedgehog is saying fuck your mom like, <laughs> this is our team forever it is forever folks long time no see after that great cash in the first to 10 uh watch we just did on degenerate danger zone we cashed that and we're going to keep the excitement going here on the crowdus's podcast nfl free agent frenzy edition i am wake here with my good friend my good frozen friend jake micah uh you can find us on twitter at wake jodkins here at jake micah 15 for my good friend right there while we wait for him to get back while we wait for him to get back i will say the show is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, whether it's wine, spirits, Loganberry seltzers is something that I have found there that I absolutely love. They are the place to stock up. It's March Madness time. We know you're going to need some stuff. We know you need some, some wobbly pops, as Howard Simon, congrats on your retirement, might say. Uh, so make sure you go over to Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, George Urban Boulevard in Depew. Of course, a lot going on right now. In the NFL world, uh, Bills losing Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears. I know, of course, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers making the Jets go on Grand Theft Auto side quests to, uh, you know, to, to get him, to get the Jets to unlock him and have him on their roster. Uh, and Jake Micah will be back here in just a moment. He's going to come in on a different device. So appreciate all of you bearing with us while we make it through this. Um, but on Aaron Rodgers, I think that this is a really intriguing topic because there is obviously possibly one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best talents to ever play the game coming into our division just a few years after we finally got rid of Tom Brady. Um, and me personally, I like to think I'm not underthinking this, but at the same time, what did we see from Aaron Rodgers last year? And I'll make these same points to Jake Micah when he gets back in here. But what did we see from him last year that makes us think that he can command an offense that is playoff or championship caliber? The Green Bay Packers, you know, they've been good for a long time thanks to Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback, but he is getting up there in age. And that offensive line that they have over there. It's, it wasn't anything great in Green Bay, right? I think that's easy to say. Of course, David Bakhtiari was, is a phenomenal offensive lineman, really great at protecting Aaron Rodgers. But what they have in New York is definitely no better than what they had in Green Bay. And in Green Bay, 
Rodgers was running for his life. He had to look, he had to be mobile last year. There were times where he ran scrambled for 10 plus yards because he had to out of pure necessity. And as he gets one year older, one year closer to the end of his career, it's just going to get so much harder for him. I don't think that, and yes, Mikai Becton is a fantastic talent. They have some good young pieces on that offensive line, but they haven't ever really been able to gel and develop them, have all of them on the field at the same time. And if Aaron Rodgers were to go to the New York Jets, I don't really think that offensive line would give him the ample opportunity to produce like a lot of Jets fans think that they might. And I want to get, of course, Jake Micah. He is back. Your face looks blurry. Oh, my God. Wow. I love to hear your voice, my friend. I was just kind of going off for a few minutes about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets possibly and how the offensive line in New York really makes me not too worried about an addition like that. Is it that simple? Is it that binary? Like, what do you think about this? I just think he's a ridiculous human being and that if you Mm -hmm. think that everybody was – was you if if the Jets fans want to look on everything at the bright side and be like, oh, he was a you know two time MVP a couple years ago. He was hurt last year. Blah blah. blah. Why are the why are the Packers so happy to get rid of this guy right now? That's what I like. That's what it comes down to me. Like, why are they so happy to get rid of this amazing quarterback who should be carrying teams to Super Bowl contention? Hmm. And Why there's no doubt that? And anything else, but he also signed an extension mm-hmm. last year. Like they could just say, like, shove it, dude. Like you're staying here. You would have to retire. Like that's what they yeah. could do to him. And so it's, mm-hmm. that's where, that's what it comes down to for me is that like, I, I don't, whatever you want to talk about was Rogers injury last year. I, there's so many different discussions that we can have about that, that I don't really want to get into on this show. But the fact sure. is he didn't play well last year. And yes, That's maybe that is an improvement on what the Jets had at quarterback beforehand. Maybe it would be an improvement on their last year, but it's a new season, man. It's mm-hmm. a new season. You can't look at last year's success and be like, well, if this guy was here, then th-, like, that's not how the NFL works. It just, it isn't. We've, yeah. we've Bills fans should know that. Like, yeah, if Von Miller was here two years else. ago, the Bills might have won the Super Bowl. Exactly. So like, it, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. But you know what? Yeah. I'll, uh, it'll be so much fun week to week to see the highs and lows of the Rogers New York City experience that oh I want God. it to happen. I really do. I want it to he's, happen. But it'll he be is so not awesome. made for that market. You talk about a quarterback that is not made for the New York City market. That's Aaron Rodgers. He's a California kid, and and just the the bright lights of New York and the constant paparazzi. It is a recipe for disaster. The New York Post like tabloids of Aaron Rodgers. Would are they're just going to be terrible? He is going to probably pick a fight with the media. I will say he gets passive aggressive with a reporter by week three of the NFL season if he goes to the Jets. We will have some viral clip of week Aaron Rodgers burning oh a reporter. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen early. It's going to be training fast and camp. Fair. I was giving training, training camp. camp. Yeah, really, earlier. I think camp. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. This, that's what he does. He wants to. You like we should be having this show talking about so many more free agent moves all the skill players basically the skill player market is completely clogged right now i wonder yeah. why is it because maybe one of the 
major quarterback hasn't moved to his location yet and no players know where they want to sign yet because of that move might mm-hmm. be have a little something to do with it. Like there has not been any movement. There's been some rumors about OBJ, you know, mm-hmm. to the Jets. Adam Thielen is out there, a guy that's apparently friends with Rodgers. Like mm-hmm. there's all these – and then the weird rumors today about – like without a rumor, Lazard is signing with the Jets. Like it's yeah. hilarious. Someone, someone had a tweet that put it perfectly. It was like – Rogers complained that the uh, Packers didn't give him enough weapons, but yet he's bringing all his friends to him with him. The same. My my favorite was of um, Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you, and he's just saying, "Have you seen that show?" Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Great program, and he uh, he's basically saying like, "Okay, so what you're gonna do is you are going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and sign all of his best friends." and give them a lot of money that's the awful business advice he's giving to the new york jets right now that's aaron Rodgers as yeah. nathan Fielder as aaron Rodgers. um yeah, I, I i i i hope it happens i do um when you say that you know is it an upgrade over what they had a quarterback last year i mean anything would be they could bring josh rosen in the today's Josh Rosen, and that might be just as good, if not slightly better, than Zach Wilson. Gardner Minshew would be an upgrade over Zach Wilson by a fucking mile, honestly. Um, and and what I don't get is bringing in all these guys who, as you said, aren't as good or at least aren't definitively better than who they already have in house. They finally started to mend shit with Elijah Moore towards the end of last season. And now they're going to bring in Alan Lazard and whoever the Jake, not the Jake Kumaro tweet was fake. It was hilarious though. Um, <laughs> just put, put, push this guy further down the depth chart so that they can eventually trade him for a, a 2025 sixth round pick. I mean, I feel like he's going to get traded soon at this point. Like, yeah. Right. Especially if they're going to be going after Odell, if that's like a thing too, like if you have Odell, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, you don't yeah. need Elijah Moore, which is, Whatever, man. Like that's, hey. Listen, Jets want to do that. Like they're 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 smarter than everybody. Clearly, like the Jets are clearly the best run organization. They know what they're doing. They're all on ayahuasca over there now. You know, usually teams that have ever signed thirty-nine year old quarterbacks that um, enter at the end of their career and coming off one of their worst seasons, it's always worked out. So yeah. the thing is, Good it did work out when Tampa did that with Brady. So yes, but you're talking about Tom Brady. That's true. Tom Brady, who's won Oscar. seven Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers. It's more won. than one hands full. Yeah. Like so, it, the, the, like I'm not, I'm not giving. That's the one argument that I have seen, and it makes sense if you're just talking about a normal quarterback. But Tom Brady is an alien who mm-hmm. just happens to live on planet Earth, and that's that's a lot different. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, his he does yeah. not look good though. He, he is he is hitting midlife crisis. And, no, and he does not. As hard as anybody else, and he looks he's horrible. Debat- he's debatably one of the most accomplished. Not debatably, he's probably the most accomplished athlete of our lifetime. You know, yeah. and like it doesn't make sense. Like he's like, yeah, guys, I got a cat for my daughter, and now I just don't have time for anything anymore. Like, are you trying to be funny or like? I have three cats here right now, and they are full grown. And let me tell you, they're all assholes. But I definitely could have a full time job. I could play in the NFL and have three three cats. I'd... 
Come on. Yeah. Hey. He's it's, just not built like me. I'm built better than Tom Brady. Maybe he's you know? just saying that he's just attached to the cast, you know? Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. It's him. Yeah, he's, maybe, he's, he's, he's deflecting, really, about Yeah, the no. He's, he's gaslighting the cat right now, saying this is Poor your cats. fault. You are the reason yeah. that I cannot play in the NFL anymore. And meanwhile, the cat's just like, meow. like, meow. Hey, Who Tom. Knows? I knew Tom was a cat guy at heart. He just looks like a cat guy. And as a That's guy with two like, cats, I understand. As a yeah, like I just said, as a guy with three cats, I could have told you that, yeah. that me and Tom Brady will probably be at be at some kind of cat owner support group soon. Um, but someone with a different change of scenery, going somewhere a little different. Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I think he's coming this, here, coming to Chicago. He is. He is, he is coming Bears. to Chicago. Um, and I think one of my favorite things about doing the show with you is we approached things very similarly. And usually I love differing points of view, but we both like to look at things through the narrow scope of just what is logical and makes sense. Does it make sense for the Bills to think? Maybe we shouldn't throw $32 million just at our two starting linebackers. Yeah. Does that mean that it was a bad draft pick five years ago? No, not, not at all. No. <laughs> nah. I, yeah. Once I saw the money, I was like, there's, they were not touching that. Like eight, I was, no. they weren't touching 15. And no. so once it was 18 per, mm-hmm. it was never, ever happening. And I don't even like, Good for the Bears. I, I think that they're overpaying Bears. him. The Bears sure, are in are. a position to overpay, and they front-loaded the contract, so they can probably really get out of it after year two or three if they want to. I don't think they'll need to. I think that he'll be worth whatever extension and restructure that they can do later down the line. He'll probably be a Bear for a long time. And mm-hmm. But and he's in this moment right now, he's 30. you know what Brandon Bean has realized? And we mm-hmm. haven't – seen a lot of things which is why we didn't lead off with anything crazy from the bills there's you know there's Connor mcgovern and it's a guard that will probably will that i mean he's getting paid starter money i know people were like oh he looks like depth because they looked at the pff grades he wasn't a good run block or whatever i don't really care about that if if they're i i trust it, it doesn't really matter if I trust it or not. If they're paying that guy eight million dollars a year, he's probably going to be starting next year. So we're, yeah, we'll, exactly. it remains to be seen. I'm like he might not his best days might be ahead of him. He's twenty six years old. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. In that scenario, there hasn't been a big splashy Bills move right now, but there are options that they can still make in the skill player department. Whether that's a running back, whether that's mm-hmm. a wide receiver, there are good names out there that clearly the value is not. The money is not getting spent there. The money has been spent on the line mm-hmm. for every team in the league. Defensive line, offensive line has gotten all the cash, all the cash this offseason. And so yeah. maybe that's what we're going to end up getting at. And what the Bills decided when they didn't want to match this with Edmonds is that it hasn't worked. They haven't broken through and won the Super Bowl by allocating these resources in this way. So let's allocate resources in a different way. We don't know what that is yet. Is. But if it's offensively, I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to be fucking happy. If and mm-hmm. w- When we get into more draft conversations, there's a lot of interesting things I can do that they can add to this offense. Sure, but like. hopefully all whatever they do adds to the offense because that's what needs to happen at this point. And I think that letting Edmonds go is kind of like the first step towards that. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first step towards possibly 
first round linebacker. I think that could be something that's in the cards. I think it's I don't like towards, that. I hate that. I don't but. love it, but mainly I don't know anything. I have done no draft prep this year already. So I, I am going to find a guy in a week that I'm going to be pounding the table for. There's a couple I, guys. There's a couple guys that could be that could be first round guys that the Bills would fall in love with. But mm-hmm. yeah. to be to be fair to it for the the quickest thing for the Bills is knowing who they talk to at the combine. They've only all their all their first round picks they talked to at the combine and yeah. they did not talk to many linebackers. It was mostly point offensive side of the ball. It was mm-hmm. wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, and linemen yeah. and some guards that said that they talked to the Bills. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm I'm holding out that hope. But your theory, I mean, we'll see at this point. There is Terrell Bernard that that is going to be the biggest he is the biggest the loser season. out of this situation. I will say I Levante David is still out. There are a bunch of linebackers who have gone for about seven million, and Levante David is still out there. And I think the Bills, I think the Bills are again probably waiting on a couple other things right now, and that's why a lot of these moves yep. aren't facilitated yet. Or maybe you know what? Maybe you know what it is. Maybe Brandon Bean does because leaks don't come out of one Bills drive. Excuse no. me. Bless you. Leaks don't come out of one one Bills drive. Really? And this is only the tampering period. Like, none of these deals are official until tomorrow. All these things that we've been signing are just, in theory, like handshake deals because it's just these agents agreeing to it and then leaking it to whichever, you know, league source they want to facilitate their information for, and then it goes that way. So maybe we're just going to get a flurry of shit all when it's official because, as we know, like, he moves in silence for the biggest stuff like that. Yeah, like, um, like being lasagna. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I think that that's what the focus is. So with Edmonds, like, obviously I'll miss him. I think that he played pretty well throughout his whole career here, despite what people thought of him. He could have been better. He should, he's getting paid like he's going to be an all-pro now at this point. So that's what the yeah. Bears are paying him for. I don't think that he's ever going to end up at least like that. Um. And I think that the Bills will figure out a way. I think that allocating the the resources to the offensive side of the ball, paying for a guard, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's that's what the smart thing to do is right now is is to rebuild this offense and build it strongly around Josh. Allen. Look what the look what the Chiefs have done. I mean, they lost two of their starting tackles, but what they do right away, they gave twenty million a year to another tackle. They're like, exactly. we are all we're going to do is protect Patrick Mahomes, and. That's it. Like that's going to be priority number one, and then we'll figure out everything else from there. And so mm-hmm. I think that that should be the Bills' strategy. Maybe McGovern is an answer for that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he checks all the boxes that the Bills have of freak athletes on the offensive line, freak position dude. versatility. He can go left guard, center, or right guard. He's probably going to go right guard. I think. I think is the, is what I've seen the consensus is. Yeah. Um, Cause then Bates would be over on the left side, which I'm not super in love with, but I would honestly rather personally have Bates starting for us than draft a rookie and expect him to come in and protect Josh Allen right away. I, I, I saw a tweet maybe like a month ago now saying like talking about the hit rate of well, drafting. An I don't think between, I don't think the- we should overrate uh Bodker here either. Because sure, if yeah, he sure. comes back healthy and is bad, like he could be, he could compete for that position too. But keep going with your with your hair. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, it's and and either of them, Bates or Bakker, yeah. I'd be happy with either of them starting. Just not a rookie because the hit rate when you draft an offensive lineman between picks twenty five and I think it was like thirty five is absolutely abysmal. Like they don't 
sign second contracts. They don't start a ton of games. They don't block well. It, it's 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 a new. It's it's like the offensive lineman is almost like the goalie position in hockey, almost where it takes a lot of young players a few seasons and longer than you're comfortable with to come in and really start, or maybe more like like honestly, it's similar to the tight end position. Like you rarely see, you know, Kyle Pitts is aside a rookie tight end come in and produce right away. So I imagine they are obviously it's no secret. They're going to attack offensive line in the draft. I don't think they're doing it with the intention of having any of those people start year one. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with the, everything you're saying about the value in that last bit. I think the last bills um, lineman, they took like high second round, probably Cordy Glenn. Was that the, probably the last guy, like the high second round they've taken. Cody Ford too, yeah, second round pick. Yeah. So those are, are both examples of guys that were not on the roster for second contracts or big second yeah. contracts at the very least. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like um, you know, it's it's not. I feel like it's probably one of the harder. There's no easy position to scout in football, but I feel like offensive lineman is is, is up there with the most. Well, and it's hard to just it's hard to project out. because you just don't know what those guys are going to look like against the NFL athletes, like a full defensive mm-hmm. line of those guys until you see yeah. it live, and that's that's the hard thing about it because you see one guy maybe that he plays against on Saturdays every couple of weeks that would be the skill level of a defensive line in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. and, and offensive line is the hardest position to play. Like it's, it's fucking, it's not, it's the, not a thank it's, or, or it is a thankless position. I should Definitely. say, yeah. um, you really so, only hear their names when they get a holding penalty for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and, and, I, and so I think that, like I said, they should attack it, but you can attack it in rounds two, three, four, and five, and still probably get the same value out of it. And, I will ca- any best skill player available is my priority for the draft for number for 27. Whatever they feel that is, whether they think it's trading up, whether it's like a receiver they fall in love with, if it's a tight end, if they want to do two tight ends, because I do not think it's underrated that they tried to get OJ Howard and then he yeah. just sucked when they got him in here and they got rid yeah, of him, yeah. which we could have told. I don't know why they signed him in the first place because OJ Howard was washed going into last year. But the Real intent bad. and the theory cool. of what he can be, and you look mm-hmm. at some of these end of the first round guys and a Kincaid or my combine crush Darnell Washington, like mm-hmm. those guys, if he's they want to go two tight end sets, if, the they, if they do want to get two tight end sets. Yeah, and they like, and that's something that they want to be a part of their offense, and they just didn't have the personnel for it last year and abandon it as part mm-hmm. of the thing. This, they are in the perfect range to get a guy like that who could be Absolutely. a difference maker. And I would love to see Josh Allen with two stud tight ends, like one of those guys in Dawson. If he has Dalton Kincaid, like that dude is mm-hmm. catching like ten touchdowns one year, like Knox did a couple years ago. It's just <laughs> yeah, gonna, right. it's gonna happen because he has sticky hands and he goes exactly. up and gets the things like. Those are the kinds of things I'm excited about, and that's what they need to do in round one is to get a guy that can be a matchup breaker like that for Allen. Yeah, and, and the great part about getting a tight end that early, especially uh, like you said, Darnell Washington, he's literally a sixth offensive lineman. Literally yeah. a sixth offensive lineman. You're protecting Josh Allen and giving him an offensive weapon. And that's with- people people thinking, oh, we need to get a right tackle for Spencer Brown. We need to get replace Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown's going into year three, which is the year that they love – to claim that is the biggest year of development. But if you get yeah. a tight end like a Darnell Washington to put next to 
Spencer Brown and everything. It's going to make fucking Spencer Brown look a lot better. His, his PFF yeah. grade is going to look a lot better with a guy like that next to it. And then you send that six, seven monster out into some routes sometimes too, and then see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, let's, let's get away from some, we got, I know we got some draft stuff that we can chew on over the next couple That's weeks true. for sure, very but it true. is very relevant to where the bills are going to be adding skill and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do yeah. think the bills are still in the running back market right now, whether yeah, it's you, this is what we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made are a lot of still... jokes about Derrick Henry, which I still okay, think is great. valid. You brought it up. <laughs> Derrick Henry. I still think he's, I still think it's possible and valid. I think he has put one of the things potentially up in the market. I want to ask you, what the most likely splash move the bills will make in free agency is right now. And I will give you mine. And I still, my, in my heart of hearts, I think the move they are working on right now is Deandre Hopkins. I truly believe that they are in on Hopkins and that's how you appease Josh Allen. You appease the fan base and you also appease Stefan Diggs because that's telling, that is the biggest thing, honestly, for me, is whatever Diggs has been complaining about and everything he said, shit needs to change, whatever else. You know what shit changing would be for Stefan Diggs is getting a Mm -hmm. guy that he sees as his equal probably, at least in the NFL, probably a guy he thinks he's better than because he thinks he's better than everybody else, but is a guy that can at least step up to him on that uh, week to week and put up the thing like that and be like, this is going to help you, Steph. We are literally bringing him in to help you because they're going to have to pay attention to that guy. And that is my number one pick dream i think it's feasible too i it's it, he's not going to have to get paid a lot on a restructure he wants to go somewhere to win i think mm-hmm. would be his preference point in his career and injuries and just what he wanted in arizona thinking that they were going to be a better situation and everything else that's my dream what's your dream uh big splash um, move uh, no, like, no. like that <laughs> right now so you got my offensive side of the ball one I'm not even okay. gonna lie. DeAndre Hopkins is it for me. Um, but I'm gonna go defensive side, and I know people are gonna hate it because, like, how many assets can we sink into this defense over and over and over again? Think about it. They need to this offseason. Leslie Frazier's gone, and say what you want about him. He manned a top five NFL defense every single year that he was here, and that does not happen by accident. So they need to get more players on that side of the football. It's not gonna be a linebacker. It's not going to be a cornerback. It's not going to be a safety. I am really, really hoping for Fletcher Cox. Oh, oh! I haven't even thought of that as a possibility. That's that's a dream. I Isn't can't it? Even argue with that. Because, that would be amazing. I would love every after. second of that. I mean, right. I mean, just listen, bro. You don't even have to. All you have to say is Rousseau, Oliver, not Cox. Miller and that's it that's all you have to say that 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 front line is one of the best in the NFL that could leave you room to trade Oliver have Daquan Jones and Tim I know I don't don't think they want to trade Oliver I don't think they want to trade Oliver either if if they I do too too I would do it yeah personally that's where Mm -hmm. I stand but yeah, the, I mean, the trendy one is Oliver for Renfro. It doesn't have to be that. I feel like that's just like, you know. No, they could get better than that. They could get better yeah, than, that could. For, than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, a great defensive tackle can make an average linebacker look great. And we have not had great defensive tackles. I, Ed Oliver's good, not great. And call it like it is. 
He has flashes of really great plays, but he at times did make life a little harder on Tremaine Edmonds, which is why so many people think that he's trash. Like, honestly, it, it is a lot harder to be a great run stopper when the defensive line in front of you is not always doing their job. And it's not always at Oliver's fault. It is, it is, an, it is a fully equally shared blame pie up there with the big men up front. Um, but I think that blame pie, there will not be a slice of that for Fletcher Cox if he is here. I would absolutely love that. He brings playoff experience. He brings just so much to the table, and he feels like, he feels like a McDermott guy. He really, really does. I would love that. I would love that. If they're going to splurge on the defensive side of the ball, I do think that. I think a splurge on the defensive side of the ball might just be Jordan Poyer at this point, the way the safety it market looks, be. honestly. Yeah, it's good. Everything it. all the safeties, all the safety carousel is going around. And he all his spots everywhere that that you could have seen him go to have all signed a safety at this point. Like it's yeah. kind of like he really might not have any other options at this point. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, 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 I, I can't imagine. He and he and Rachel Bush have done so much dragging this fan base in the last week and a half, two weeks or whatever. I just don't know if the team would want him back after all that. Would they feel like there are fences to be mended here between Poyer, Bush, and the fans? Nah. Is that something? I think the team would. I don't about? think the team would care. No, I don't think the team. You would don't care. think so. Because nah. I, I don't know. It's just to be so publicly would saying. The like, oh, would the fans care? Would the fans care if he came back? Would the fans care? I don't think they would. I mean. If he re-signed and he was like, I'm coming back. We need to run it yeah. back. Or he just sent out like Matt Milano. He just sent out the DiCaprio. I'm not oh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah. Like if he sent that out, people would just be hyped. They'd just be like, let's now, go, Poe. And that would be it, I feel like. To, to play devil's advocate, though. He was getting lost in coverage a lot over the last few weeks of the season. I'm just saying, I, 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 hey, I, I'm not, I don't know if I want that. What, what is their other answer, though? What is their other answer? At oh, I'm not or, saying there's a good one. You know, if they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I don't know it's if they have enough. I think that yet. this is, I think this is what they're waiting on. All, all these safeties have been flying off the board. It was like, what are they doing? What are they doing? It's like, clearly, who's the one that has it flown off the board? There's yeah. one thing they're doing, and they're going to sign Poyer if he will come back for whatever it is. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though. It is because it's a 32-year-old guy at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know what that's going to look like. They're definitely going to draft a safety. I'm not too worried about that. They, I know. I feel like that's a position safety. they're going to invest in. I, I would, also forgetting. I love can... me some Jamison in the third round, honestly, yeah, from Florida oh, yeah. State. That is mm-hmm. a guy. Or, or Jamie Robinson, or I'll be remiss to say this, Jair Brown, Penn State plays free safety he was awesome for four years there um mm-hmm. he like those are the guys that they should look at and, and there's guys that you can get in, in that three to four race third to four round range um to fill yeah. in but that doesn't mean you can't re-sign Poyer and have those guys come in too and we still don't know mm-hmm. the status of demar hamlin at this point which we is very up in the air DeMar but hamlin. if that's a guy if he's back if he's mm-hmm. playing he is gonna play a lot like demar oh. was trusted with everything by the end of the year and it was out of necessity mm-hmm. But he was also playing well. Like, he wasn't playing poorly, you know. So, yeah. a lot no, of moving no, parts at the safety He position. was debatably one of the better run tacklers on that team, and that's what they really, mm-hmm. really needed. He didn't miss a ton of tackles for a team that missed, I think, like 16% of their tackles when the NFL averages around eight. So, that's kind of fucking important. Um, and we're also forgetting that there's all this talk towards the ends of last year 
of Christian Benford transitioning to safety. And I'm not saying that should be your like plan A. It should not even be your plan 1A. But let's say DeMar Hamlin is looking like he's going to be fully healthy and ready for the season. And you have Christian Benford, who you want to convert to safety. And you have a draft pick coming in. I think one of those three can be a viable starting option. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Benford is something that I don't know. I don't know about. I feel like Benford's going to get a run at cornerback again because just mm-hmm. because he was so good that if they, he's, he's healthy, they want to see him across from Trey go battling with Elam because he might still be better than Elam, like for all we know be, yeah. at, at mm-hmm. corner. So um, he kind of, you know, he was get he was definitely the favorite guy before the injury. And then Elam mm-hmm. was in there making plays, but it was more of a necessity than choice at that yeah. point. And the Dane Jackson free agent right now. He's the only uh, restricted free agent left that hasn't been signed yet. So that's an interesting spot. Interesting spot, too. Are there any other skill players that you're looking at that you think that they could get, though? I still think – I think another guy to watch, speaking of DeMar Hamlin, is Miles Sanders, who gave his goodbye to Philly already. And obviously, we were talking Mm -hmm. about the running back market. That Rashad Penny signing is great. So good. If he can play, if he stays on the field, that's the only thing with Penny, though. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But the, if the the Seahawks, I, I love, I would love me some Miles Sanders if the Eagles uh, are really letting him fly, letting him go, and if it's if it's at a reasonable number, which it seems to look like it's going to be at a reasonable number at this point. Like all the running backs are going to be at pretty reasonable numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I is David Montgomery, or is it just going to be Devin Singletary? Is it just going to be Devin Singletary? I hope back? not. I'd rather it just be James Cook. I'm no offense to Devin. Would they? Do you think they would do that though? Do you think that? Do you think if it's if this market is like this, that Singletary's like, all right, I'll come back on a decent deal. Would they just like be like, all right, sure? I honestly, I, I don't think they do. I know they've done it in the past. They love to run it back turbo, but they've done Mm -hmm. it the past few years, and it it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't worked out on so many different levels. Like, I mean, you know, bringing back Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips, they did great. You know, they, they played admirably when they had to and everything. Shaq Lawson was a very underrated a- acquisition. But, you know, it, you can only keep bringing back the same aging players every single time, every single year. It, it's, it's a square peg round hole, doing the same thing over and over again, yep. expecting a different result. Like, I love the idea of a Deonta Foreman. I love the idea. I of love David that Montgomery. idea as well. He's, if he's cheap. Um but I, I think that if I have one gripe about this coaching staff, about this front office, it, it, it's and it, it, to your question of when I said James Cook, do you think they would do that? I don't think they would do that. And that's what I hate the most is they take so long to trust young players to step into the spot where they can produce and just be trusted. Here's the rock. Take care of it. Go. I mean, I know James Cook fumbled on his first carry. Maybe he deserved a little bit of a waiting period. But yeah, that's a know. tough. That's a tough sell. That one. That was. That one was. They were not yeah. happy with that. They're like, "Are you kidding me, bro? What the I, fuck I, is going on?" When in Bill Belichick's doghouse, immediately, absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, but you know, Khalil Shakir could have been more involved last year by a long shot. I mean, there. You know, AJ Epinesa. He, I feel like, should have been getting more rotation in on the defensive line in his rookie year, and he just didn't. And I think they've kind of stunted the development of some of their guys by not trusting them early. Sometimes you just got to say, we drafted you. We know you can produce. Get out there and fucking do it. There are so many teams, like Isaiah Pacheco. He, did it take a few weeks? Sure, but they made Kansas City made him the bell cow. 
yeah. sure, was Jarek McKinnon getting these dumb screen passes and taking three of them to the house almost every single week? Yeah, but who was churning out eight yards a carry? It was Isaiah Pacheco. Is it a product of the offensive line there, best in football? Yeah, probably. But, you know, if if they don't think that James Cook is ready to be an RB1, there's something seriously wrong. Do I think we can get someone to be the yin to his yang? Okay, yeah, but absolutely. but if you can get Austin Eckler, who is the best receiving back in football, I'd take that over the whatever potential James Cook has because I want to win a Super Bowl next year. I, I love Austin Eckler is one of my favorite players in the league, but I don't want to trade for him or Dalvin Cook because then we have three running backs who are all primarily pass catchers. Well, then Hines is going to get just cut if they signed one of those guys. Hines would be, and I also hate that deal would just be a good kick returner we've had since Andre Roberts. I, I, I'll take a running back over good kick returner. And this is to me also saying that I brought, I will take Delvin. I'll take not Delvin Cook. I'll take Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And call it it. And let's just I was, be. I was, let's just be a super team. I was driving. I don't think Derrick Henry makes us a super team. I was driving the he's regressing. But and DeAndre Hopkins he can't back that up. Yo, but but here's the thing: is he regressed the same year that Brian Tannehill regressed, and they had no passing game. It's true. He will have a passing game with the Buffalo Bills. That is true. That is a fact. It's not fiction. That is true. And that is what that is a good point to also remind anybody out there freaking out if they are freaking out about Bills moves is that the Buffalo Bills offense will be pretty good next year because number 17 is still going to be throwing the ball and most no likely way. 98% number 14 is going to be catching the ball. And that's really all what? you need in the NFL. No yeah. way. Wait, you're yeah, saying this offense is still going to be good even if we don't make a giant splash? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Bills will still be AFC East favorites no matter what quarterback gets added to the division or what happens after the draft. Oh, fuck me. Going out okay. on a limb. Crazy, crazy thoughts here. but Old take. Had a thought of that reminder. myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I would really love Adam Thielen if that's a possibility too. If they can get him on a cheap deal, I think he would be perfect because this is the time to sign old offensive players when you are trying to win a Super Bowl and you need and you you have limited resources like that's what this is the bit we're dealing with. I don't I wouldn't do this if they were flushed with cash. This is not what I would want to do. Sure. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I but they're going to pick. Here's the thing. They're going to pick. Like I said. A skill player is going to get picked round one, whether that is a tight end, a wide receiver, or B. John Robinson, my dream. That's going to happen. But they, in the meantime, mm-hmm. even or, or, if, or if they fall in love with Torrance or whatever they put it, round one or two, one of those got high flowers, Zay Flowers, one of those guys will get drafted. I think that you can still pick up a Adam Thielen or one of these older receivers and bring them in just like you wanted to with Jamison Crowder last year and yeah. see what kind of thing they can develop if they don't break their ankle. That's you know, exciting. I've gotten into so many arguments that. since the last yeah. show we've had. I've gotten into so many arguments with people who said that Jamison Crowder wouldn't have mattered at all the whole season. And I say, I don't know what I was going to say. There Good was things. like Haberdat, like, yeah, whatever. One of those things, like yeah. ridiculous. 
This that's crazy talk to think that he wouldn't have made any difference. And that, so one of those guys can make a large difference, I think, if they are healthy. Jamison Crowder, if he didn't get hurt last year, would have been third on the Bills in catches. Yeah, would have like 800 yards, like 65 catches. Yeah. And that would have was... been catching third downs all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember the last time we we signed a player or acquired a player that got hurt so early that I was just thinking, man, this could have been great. Like, Von Miller, obviously, yeah, but that happened at the end of the season. I'm talking, like, what, what was it, week two, I think, that, that Jamison Crowder got hurt? It, it was against yeah. the Titans, I think, right? And that yeah. was just that – was, that was gutting to me. Yeah. I had – Ah, oh my God. But anyways, that's the type of guy that I think that they can add to the offense right now with the way the market looks, whether that's a running back or a receiver. That's the kind of signing that that can can help you win a Super Bowl. You know, guys that did that this year, Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith were not, you know, huge signings last year. They didn't make huge money last year. It was like one year, four million, I think, for Valdez Scantling, and maybe it was eight or nine for Juju. Yeah, I think you're right. yeah. And and they made huge differences for Patrick Mahomes because that mm-hmm. team invested super heavy into the O line. Yeah. And then paid and they got guys, guys who are good on enough deals. Yeah. Yes, good enough and trusted the QB. Mm-hmm. And they have the and the, the Bills have the one stud just like the Chiefs do now. They have the mm-hmm. one stud. So go find your depth guys. There's a lot of good depth guys out there right now. That's all I'm saying. If you yeah. if you yeah. Derrick Henry at 7 million or Hopkins at 8 million yeah, it's worth a swing. Wouldn't hate it at least. Wouldn't hate it at all. I mean, especially. But I get why you. But I, I get why you wouldn't want to do. I want to say that too. Is like I get why you are would be yeah. terrified of doing that as well. Yeah, I mean, especially coming off a year where injuries were kind of not the storyline. There were too many storylines, but just from a football perspective, injuries were the storyline for the Bills this year is how can they keep overcoming all of these injuries that they have? And the answer is they couldn't. It's just a flat out. They could not. And, you know, I, I just, I hate the idea of bringing in someone like Thielen who regressed a little bit last year, not as much as people like to make it seem. He, it's not like he was some no. trash ass receiver last year. He was still like Adam Thielen light, you know, like he's still himself. He can still play in this league. Um, but if, if I know they wouldn't sign Kirk him, Cousins, really Kirk Cousins also year. regressed last year. That team, that team was fool's gold all year. They had a great record, but Kirk yeah, Cousins were. had his like worst career, worst year of his career last year, which somehow looked good, which was weird. It was crazy. It was just the weirdest yeah. Viking season right. ever. And I yeah. can't wait to talk about the NFC North this year because we oh, might be yeah. all in on the Lions, but my Bears here. Oh, it might be I a Bears wait. Lions run. It's gonna be so much it's gonna be a war zone. That needs to be Monday night football week one, seven o'clock, Bears Lions, and just mm-hmm. give us the floor of those two that. fun young teams because it's gonna be so fun. Both the teams are gonna be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and, and you know what? We'll, we, we've talked we talked a lot of bills, of course, as we should, but we'll give the last few minutes of the show to to yeah, the Lions. Some big free agents, some Lions. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what the Lions have done. That's not what I meant to say. I meant the Bears. Um, yeah. that trade back, they made out the bandits. Ron. I mean, it's it's an amazing piece of work. It's a it's a deal. You rarely see teams like even being bold enough to ask for cornerstone guys like that. And the fact that yeah. Poles was like, I don't want your first round pick. I want 
him. And mm-hmm. what, what can you do if you're the Panthers? Are you really going to haggle over that when you're trying to get yeah. a franchise quarterback? You really can't afford to. No, absolutely. You're not, not in and, that. You, like he, and it's amazing. Yeah. Keep going. No, I was just to say like, it's really, really fun that, and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's, it's the bills fan. Maybe it's the ego in me, but so many teams are now following the, the bills offensive rebuild blueprint of draft oh, your yeah. franchise guy and then trade for an all-star receiver. It happened with Diggs. It happened with Tyreek Hill. It happened with AJ Brown. And now yep. DJ Moore is just the latest example for it. It is, it, it's, it's just, it makes too much sense that I don't know how it took people until the year of our Lord 2020 or whenever the hell it was to figure out maybe we should trade for good receivers when we have a young quarterback. Yeah. Who <laughs> would have thought? Who, who would have thought, thought that would help? And now you look at that, you know, look at that room, depending on what you think of Chase Claypool, like Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore is much improved on what it was last year. Maybe it's not a top 10 or 15 group, even if you want to look at compared to some other groups around the league. Maybe it will be, by the way, that some guys play and those guys get better this year. I think, but regardless, think if you look at what they're – whatever, and I think it is too, and whatever you look at it compared to last year, it's literally like all they needed to do is get to mediocre and it's going to make a world's difference. It didn't need oh, to be – it doesn't need to be a top-flight group to be a vast improvement on what they were throwing out there for Justin last year. Mm-hmm. Um. It's interesting. Uh, the Broncos are loading up. That's pretty interesting. That's not really surprising, though. But they basically have remade their entire offense, offensive <laughs> line, um, everything else there. Yeah. I guess they think Russ has still got still got something. something left to go on there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, how do you feel about Jimmy G in Oakland, or Oakland in Vegas with Jacoby Myers? I feel like that's a good fit. I feel like it's a better fit than Carr is for that offense. I still like Jimmy I- G. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, sure. I, I I liked it more before the Darren Waller trade. Yeah. I don't know how Jimmy G is going to produce without a stud tight end. And Foster Moreau is not that guy. He's a maybe guy. that's maybe that's what they're eyeing down in the second round there with one of the they're in they're in very good Washington mayor yeah. Kincaid range there in that second round pick at least. Exactly. Yeah. I would imagine that. And and, and speaking of Waller, I, I love the trade for the Giants. They basically, they Great literally move. flipped Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller. Yeah, I, that exactly. That's what Beautiful. I the way I was looking at it too, and that's a great and Beautiful. win-win for both teams. Honestly, as you saw with with Tony and everything else too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good move. I, I, I'm I'm bullish on it. I don't. I mean, they're still going to be behind. I'm interested yeah. to see the Broncos right now. I mean, I'm interested to see Russ with Sean Payton. I'm very interested in anyways. But now they've rebuilt that offensive line. They've invested a lot into it. Yeah. Um, Mike McGlinchey, the biggest guy there. Um, and Huge so that, fan of um, getting Dalvin Tomlinson to the Browns. I think that's great for the Browns. I think that that's huge, exactly what yeah. they needed. Despite having Jadavion and Miles Garrett, they were still such a bad run defending team. And yes, those guys are pass rushers by trade, but they're still two great defensive ends. So there's no reason that they should have been getting run over like they were. Dalvin Tomlinson is going to make a world of a difference. It's, they're going to be classic Cleveland Browns: stop the run and run the football. Um, yes, sir. And I think that that's a great signing for them. Also, love that the Bengals have lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell. That is beautiful. That is huge. music to my huge. Dax yeah. Hill's Dax Hill's gonna be 
Um, you ready to get it wrapped up here, though, buddy? Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Think we think we've made some good points. Think we got some some basketball to get wa- to watch in here. So, um, you know, got, I I personally am on um, Mississippi State tonight against Pitt. So I'm excited to get onto that in a little bit. But even more so, excited to all, remind you Hell all yeah. again, we are sponsored by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, wine, spirits, seltzers, and more. They got tastings pretty much every single week so that you know that what you are getting there, you are going to love. It's March Madness. We know you're going to be drinking with your buddies. You know you're going to be up late watching all these games. First set of games this Thursday starting, other than the first four tonight and tomorrow. And speaking of March Madness, Make sure you keep up with the race across America. I'm kicking Captain's fucking teeth in right now. Um, but the game's been shipping me. Makes me want to think that he can come back. He can win tonight with uh, with Texas A&M, CC, and, uh, you know, maybe make a Don't race out that. of this race. Funny, shutting him down. You're shutting him down. He's done so tonight. I, I, I know. I just feel bad. It was his idea, and he's going to have to fucking fly to Texas. Don't feel bad. I'm not. I don't feel bad at all. No, he has to. He should drive. See, that's what I said. I said that we should drive, and then in the first graphic of the map that I that I made, he said, "Hey, can you change travel to drive? I don't want to drive the if I have to go to like New Mexico." I'm like, buddy, what are we doing this for? If we're not driving, where's the punishment? Oh, you have to get in, you got to get on a plane ride for two hours. Like, oh, boo, fuck. Well, it. he does have to pay. You, yeah, you do. You got to pay a nice. You got to pay a nice two. That's two hundred bucks at least. So you're you're hurting. Yeah, but you're our suffering. good friends at Picasso's Pizza will make that payment for them, not not directly. For all we know, with Captain, for all we know, with Captain, he's gonna miss it. He he. This is the kid. Remember, this is the kid who just went to Canada on accident. He's gonna get stuck in Texas or something. That wrong turn into Canada is gonna make a run in the Buffalo bracket this year, and that's the last thing we'll say. Make sure you guys check out the Buffalo bracket. I know original pizza logs. Uh, the process of taking down Weber's mustard. That is a terrible draw for them. Uh, we're going to have Howard Simon going up against, I believe he's set up for a second-round matchup against Jeremy White. Uh, his fall is elite. It's going to be a great Buffalo bracket. Uh, thank you, Jake Micah, for being with me tonight. Thank you, everyone else, for tuning in on this episode of the Crowdices Podcast. If you're coming in late, we will have this up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your shows tomorrow morning. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And good night now.